My name is uh, Nancy Lee Shirk Price. I go by Lee, and uh, I grew up here in Birmingham, and I graduated from UAB in 1975. The subject is UAB. This is UAB Memories, where we get nostalgic and share the memories people have made over the years at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I'm Will Shingleton, producer and host of the Memories Podcast, and in today's Memories, we're getting outranked. It's not every day that you get to speak to someone who was one of the highest-ranking people in the military, but that's exactly what we're doing today. Over several decades in the Army, Birmingham's own Nancy Lee Price worked her way up to the prestigious rank of two-star general. Her list of honors and badges literally fills up an entire Wikipedia page, which also includes her being nominated to the role of Major General by Barack Obama in 2011. That's kind of cool, I guess. But before that stellar career in the military, General Price got her degree in the mid-70s on the South Side, at the very young UAB campus. She speaks very highly of the education she got at UAB, and especially of the professors in her major. But getting signed up for the classes that those professors taught was a different story. You know, it was basically show up over at Bell Ullman and, you know, somebody would be there to register and you go through and freshmen had the worst time to go through. And I mean, you parked a couple of miles away. It was horrible parking, but you went into a very large auditorium and you had to sit up high on the rafters and work your way down to the bottom of the floor, like where basketball was usually played. And... Uh, go through and uh, see your advisor. They signed off on the schedule, and then you'd go pull cards if you needed an English card or math card. But if they didn't, if they were out, if they were already full and they never knew because there were no computers back then, then you'd have to go back and see your advisor and find something else that you could take. So um, it was probably, for me, at least a 14-hour process that day. I was pretty much done with school, I thought, that day when I finally got registered. Being in the military was not her ideal career at that point, though. Going into college, she had a very different plan for her career than working in the Pentagon. But as sometimes happens, the universe had other plans. Back in the 70s, really, women were either nurses or educators. And I was in the criminal justice program. I was in corrections. And I really wanted to be a Birmingham street cop. And I passed that test with flying colors, but my eyes did not. So going into the military was my backup plan, but there really wasn't a commissioning route for a woman. There were no women in ROTC, uh, so the Reserve Officer Training Corps, and there were no women allowed into any of the academies at that time. So with my college degree, I became a clerk typist in the U.S. Army. I spent 38 years, (laughs) and I retired as a two-star general, major general. General Price is not shy about all of the challenges she faced in her early days in the Army, or about how difficult it was to get promoted. It seems like when you were trying to break in, all of a sudden the the bar got higher, you know, after they overcame the shock of, oh, you're a woman. It's like, yeah, you didn't have to compete. You had to compete with all the men, but you actually had to beat them. And then I actually, throughout the years, I turned this around with people when I talk about uh, equality and what I learned in the military is that, you know, so let me get all the way through this, ladies, is that everything a woman does, she must do twice as well as man. Fortunately, it's not that difficult. And because she goes by her middle name, Lee, meeting her in person took some people in the Army by surprise. I've had people come out and look straight at me and go, oh, well, you're a woman. (laughs) Because name-wise, you wouldn't pick it up, you know. And so after they see me, like maybe they had one expectation when they just saw a name, 
but a different expectation when they saw me. It was like, oh, a woman. Or as I was laughing with somebody uh, the other day was talking about um, being in Germany or some of the other folks in terms of uh, when women first came into the military, because when I was stationed in Germany, there were no women in the military, and they finally started getting them, other than a physician or a nurse, um, and I guess maybe a dentist, but um, no one regarded them as real military. So the first time when I was over there as a captain, and when people met me, they, the Germans, it was like, but now wait a minute, you, you only get to tell the men what to do, right? <laughs> and that was, you know, it's like, you could play that one of two ways. It's like, oh, you Germans are funny. Or, uh, you know, or you, or you could be really irritated by it. Is that, you know, hey, you're going to have to work at it harder than that to upset me. And, and by the way, I'm your new boss. While she was at UAB, though, she actually gained a huge advantage through one of the classes she took that would completely change the course of her career. I took computer programming here at UAB before anybody really knew what it was. There wasn't even a lab here at UAB. We had to go over to one of the engineering companies, and they gave us computer time from about maybe 11 o'clock at night to 3 o'clock in the morning, so they really made us nerds because that was the only time that you could you know, go in there and code. You were up, and I'm not a night person, so you're up there with everybody else. But uh, it's just so happens when I went into the Army, they picked the branch for you, and they made me signal core. That's all the communications. And later, when they realized that all of the automation systems, which were traditionally transactional, so it handled payroll, it handled logistics, things like that, but they realized that they needed to communicate, and they turned that over to the signal corps. So I was one of the people that was just inherently well qualified to do that job because I already knew how to code, and uh, we were just bringing all of that stuff into the mainstream Army. So it was a great time. And while we're on the topic of cool skills she picked up at UAB, there was something else she learned in there somewhere that would really help her in the military. I took German just because I kind of wanted to learn another language, and the professors that taught German were just outstanding, and they encouraged me to apply for a uh, scholarship from the uh, Austrian embassy was giving one, and you know, sort of nothing ventured, nothing gained, why not go, and I happened to get one. And I had a great time, but I wouldn't have had that experience if it had it not been for caring professors at UAB. I, I know now that kids look at trying to go abroad, you know, to do something. But back then, nobody went abroad. Um, and uh, that was the summer that Nixon resigned. And I watched it come out of his mouth saying something English, but hearing it in German, having to translate my own mind back in, in English and then tell somebody else what it said. Through that trip in the summer of 1974, which she got to through UAB, she found that she really loved working with people from other countries. And that was another big step towards her committing her future to impacting the world through military service. From there, General Price devoted her entire career to understanding those connections between countries and how they shaped the conflicts that she would encounter during her time in the Army. And she would need it, because she was an officer in some of the most important military campaigns of the last 40 years, including the Persian Gulf War, the liberation of Kuwait in 1991, and the Iraq War. She was actually the first woman selected to general officer while serving in a special operations unit. After she retired from the military in 2014, General Price came back to her hometown to be closer to family and has gotten to see firsthand how much UAB has grown since she was a student there. She's even done some volunteer work for the university, like guest lecturing about leadership for the marketing and communications programs. Even though she got on campus just five years after it opened, she speaks very highly of her experience at UAB. 
and especially highly of the academic opportunities that helped shape her career. Whoever did that initial scrub of bringing the professors in did a, did a terrific job. And from the student experience, I never really thought of UAB as a new university when I was going through it that, you know, other than the inconveniences of where you had to park and where you had to go, which candidly you're going to have on any campus, um, you know, it, um, it was a smooth experience to me. The whole registration thing for four years was still a little rough, but because <laughs> I think I was in that auditorium every time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was. I'm pretty sure classes after I was as well. But um, but no, all of that part was was truly the the professors. I think were the strength of it. While she had an excellent experience at UAB, she admits that she had a lot to learn about what it really meant to challenge herself when she got there. Thankfully. She had a professor who was willing to really make an effort to bring out the best in her that ended up being a lifelong friend. I had a natural math analytical background, and he said, I am going to work you hard, and you're not going to get any extra credit because you're not working to capacity. And I thought, wow, they can do that in college. Huh? <laughs> you know, it was pretty, it was, you know, like, whoa, okay. And uh, so he really taught me to solve problems, to think independently. Um, one day when I was, uh, I was on active duty, I was two-star general, and I thought, I need to find that guy. I need to thank him. And so I found an email address for him, and I sent him an email note, and I said, I just want you to know I turned out okay. But, you know, I thanked him for the things that he taught me and the structure that he gave me uh, doing that. For me, it was a really a, a pretty emotional moment, you know, to be able to say thanks to somebody for giving their time freely. General Price is very humble about everything she's accomplished, including finishing up her third master's degree. But even she can admit that when you look at her career, the whole thing is pretty cool. You know, when you look back and you realize, you know, when you start counting, because uh, the Army is probably only second to baseball, you know, they count every statistic, is uh, there are only seven women that ever went higher by the time I retired. It was, uh, that's like pretty awesome to think that, why me? A middle-class kid out of Homewood, Alabama. You don't have to be an expert in military intelligence to see the impact that General Price has left on the country she served. But even as she rose up to one of the highest offices in the land, she never forgot the impact her hometown made on her, or the university in the middle of it. The Army has defined Nancy Lee Price's career, but her career has helped define what it means to truly represent UAB. I'm Will Shingleton, and today's memories are about answering the call. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating. This whole project is designed to bring people into what UAB has to offer, and ratings and reviews are a big step in that direction. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another UAB memory.